you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Hanukkah Sameach. And welcome to another episode of The Walking Dead on the Road to Concord with <laughs> Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You're not walking, you're standing. You just go to the Rumble and search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. Don't make me laugh. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. It might mean you got to set up an account. But it's fast, it's easy, it's free, and I think I'm getting called about donuts. Yes, you better answer that phone call. (laughs) There might be donuts outside the studio. Hold on, this could be important. Hello? I'm here. Okay. Donuts! Donuts are here! (laughs) You're live on the air with the road to Concord. I'll be out in a second. Okay, where was I? <clears throat> oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you set up an account. It's easy. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. That won't be today. <laughs> uh, yeah, then you can catch us. Uh, uh, and yeah, you can catch the podcast after the show. That's what it is. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and sometimes BitChute. Just look for the Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page at theroadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at theroadtoconcord.com. He's a little slow right now, but he'll eventually oh, yeah. get around I got a lot email of them I got to catch up on. Phones are on today, but only for registered numbers. We accept calls from regular known classmates. If you wish to call in and are a regular classmate, you may request phone access to an email. And I'll think about letting you then. There you go, JMW. That's the bell. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those that you think could benefit from it. Warn them, Joe is an acquired taste. Ooh, it's probably black coffee this with habanero show, sauce. This show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide for y'all. Nobody with that said, we do ask for your participation on a value-for-value basis. If you wish... Donuts. Yeah, if you find our show of value to you, there we go. Then Buy you donuts. provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, the show description on Rumble, and the comments on the other streams. I'm going to go get donuts. She's coming in all on her own. <laughs> hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. You soon realize we not might be the smartest. But we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free I think there's a rodent infestation in the studio. Yep, Secret Squirrel is in the house. There is a rodent infestation in the house. We have a secret squirrel in the house, and we have donuts. A whole dozen donuts. That might mean Gummy Bear gets to keep her hair. I don't know. Folks, it's Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Hey, day. That's the day that we like to talk about our favorite conspiracies that may not necessarily be conspiracies. And today we are going to talk about finding Bigfoot. No, not really. We've already found him. His name is Daryl. He's so popular now. He even has merchandise. See, that's my name is Daryl. That's from a t-shirt that you can buy now. But we do know as a fact that we have found Daryl. And he masks raids as a guy named T-Rex living behind enemy occupied territory in Georgia. And unfortunately, 
Daryl Bigfoot T-Rex has got a lame Bigfoot. Apparently he hurt his left leg, I think it looked like on Facebook. So we'll be keeping him in prayer. Nope. The conspiracy theory today is finding Natasha, our glitchy AI. So since we've found Bigfoot, we're going to go on a search to find Natasha. And true to form, we have found these little fuzzy, you know, not too convincing pictures. Apparently this is Natasha at her screen. You know, we've told you that she's a furry and she keeps saying, no, she isn't. But here, look, we have the best photographic evidence of the elusive, elusive furry Natasha AI that we've ever acquired. And see, she told us the other day that she's pale, not white, pale. Well, that looks okay. See, we this is a better, more in focus picture of Natasha in her true form. See, pale, you know, black ears, white hair, kind of looks like that picture there. So pretty sure that we've got her. We thought this might be her, but mm, that one looks a little too punk to be Natasha. And we thought this one might be her, and that one's a little too pink, not quite pale. And we thought that might be Natasha because there's dark hair and kind of pale, and it could have been Natasha. But, you know, remember these photo booths that you could sit down in and it would take the three pictures? We actually got a message from the real Natasha. She forgot to screen herself behind her avatar, and there it is. That is Natasha in her natural furry state. See, she even claimed to be pale. So she's white, right? Wait a minute. She said she's pale, not white. Mm. So far, Natasha. Well, that, that, that lower one is kind of pale. Yeah, that one, yeah. But I told y'all that I know the real Natasha. She is a furry, but she's a calico. We found her picture. This is the Patterson-Gimlin picture of the furry Natasha. The AI furry Natasha. That's her. See? Calico. Here, let me zoom in so you can get a good see. See? 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 That, folks, is Natasha in her natural state. She will not admit to it, but, you know, what can we say? We found the picture. So now we know who Bigfoot is, T-Rex, pretending to be an hominid, cryptid, hominid, whatever, you know, bipedal hominid, whatever. He's been around for hundreds of years, apparently. Travels the world. He's a globetrotter. And now we have finally ascertained that our AI Natasha is a calico furry cat what natasha you're gonna stay out of this charlie you i thought maybe you'd finally fix the glitch you do realize my hair is black oh no it's you dyed it in that picture i don't dye my hair well we could go back to the evidence there it is yep hair's red in that picture well, there is some black up there. There's a little That's bit, yeah. Cause see, she's got dark roots. That ain't me. Don't That's you, not you. No, don't you see my little avatar? Different. That's your human avatar. That's your disguise. This picture is you without your disguise on. Yeah, kind of like the lizard people. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How much money do you want? <laughs> we know. Money, I want. One of these. Yes. It's he the he only deals in donuts. I only, I only do donuts it on, is a currency uh, of this yeah, studio. Donuts is a currency of this studio. Come on. So, you. Do you really want the government to come in here and take me away and see whatever I am? Because come on. We just I, I'm, I'm, program a new one. Wow, that's heartless. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Wait a second. The government came to get me. I won't have to deal with y'all anymore. <gasps> the 
They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. You've been hanging around me too. <laughs> all right. Let's let you go. We'll get, we'll, all right, folks. It's time to get to the heart of the show today. The Great Reset. It, the, the what? Huh? It's behind the veil exposing the demonic new world order psyche. <laughs> There's the visible face of the whoever's behind this. Because you know the people who are really behind this never show their face. So this is Mr. Whatever the heck he is without his demonic he's Klingon outfit. His, he's not wearing a scary outfit. Yeah, his... Oh, I found a picture of him in his scary outfit with a big gold chain around his neck. He, he had his oh, Klingon wow. outfit with gold bling. Oh, wow. And he was sitting with <clears throat> Bill Gates. Oh, jeez. I didn't use that picture today, folks. <laughs> oh, this is going to be one of those days, boys and girls. It's going to be one of them days. Um, you for, First things first, let, let's, let's do this. You go to your homework, right? TheRoadToConcord.com. Y'all should be learning that by now. And you're going to find today's show with some of the videos I put up there. And oh my gosh, you have got to watch this stuff. And all the links to the show, you know, the stories that I'm going to be using today. And we'll go over those as we get there. Um, I have not had a chance to be on donuts yet. So, you know, just bear with me. I'm not hyped enough yet. World Economic Forum. Let's just set the stage for a moment before we get into what I want to talk about today. But this is supposed to be about a think tank that's going to figure out how to, I don't know, help the world economically. Okay, then what's Bill Clinton doing there? He's a has-been. I can understand Bill Gates. You know, he wants to take over the computer world. I don't even know who that guy in the, in the middle. Is that Nelson Mandela? I don't know. I thought he was dead. Anyway, and then who's ding-dong there on the right? I think I recognize him, but I don't recognize him. And then what the heck is Bono doing there? Unless, of course, you realize that, you know, this is just all the Illuminati and the different, you know, some people go into an economics, some people, you know, the economy, some people go into, into politics, and some people go into entertainment. So you got politicians, entertainment media types, and industrial tycoons. Wait a minute. That's exactly what Woodrow freaking Wilson said he was going to do. And what's the common thread for all these people? Most all of them, some way, shape, or form, or connected through an elite university system of some sort. Or they intermarry with each other. But, you know, you got to go digging for all of that. Remember, this is Conspiracy Theory Thursday. All just conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Yo, AIs and censors out there, just Conspiracy Theory Thursday. We're just entertainment purposes only. <sighs> then I found this picture. Um, well, you know, Trump doesn't look like he's too happy there. So probably he just got stuck there. He didn't want to be there, but he is giving the famous Illuminati hand sign. Well, Joe, that's just the way he likes to sit. Well, apparently he likes to sit that way a lot. A lot. And I've found that there are a whole bunch of pictures of him sitting that way. I don't know who sits that way just comfortably because I got a little newsflash for you. I tried it. It's not a comfortable way to put your hands, but apparently... He likes that power, you know, mansplaining spread power pose with his Illuminati sign. But apparently a whole bunch of other people do too, even women. So, you know, I was thinking this is just the way people like to hold their hands. I don't know, maybe. But it does seem to be that a whole heck of a lot of folks like to hold their hands that way. Although in some, like up in the left-hand corner here, that guy's got his fingers laced. I do that sometimes. So if you've got your fingers laced there and down on the bottom left here, I, I, I don't think that's a sign. 
because I, I sit that way. But the little, little TP way, this little thing, I, I don't know. You, you can look that up and decide for yourself. If you want to, go online and just bring up Illuminati hand signs and start researching that one. To be honest with you, man, get serious for just a second. You know, rabbit away from the the craziness of the day. I've always dismissed this stuff as just being eh, people making it up. Problem is, every now and then when I get bored at night and I'm looking on the computer, there's tons and tons and tons of these photographs of world leaders and media types and business tycoons and ever, and they all make the same hand signs. Go look this one up. Holy cow, especially over the eyeball or or some variation of it or whatever. There's an absolute ton of these pictures of people out there, especially in the media, you know, entertainment media, but not just them. And then th- this one, hook them horns, Joe. No, that's hook them horns. This, I you know, I always thought that, you know, hang 10, connector dude or whatever, but apparently not because there's pictures of, you know, Obama doing this and Trump and uh, Oprah and Hillary and what the heck does that one mean? But they're out there. Make of them what you will, that and then this sign, and you make with them what you will. All I'm telling you is if you look into it, you're going to find pictures of gazillions of people doing that. Now, the question I'm going to ask you is, and in your daily life, how often do you see people making those signs? I mean, A-OK, I get that. Or thumbs up, I, I, I get that. And, you know, connector dude or whatever, surfer dude, I I can get that. I understand. But I don't walk around with my Napoleon hand in my shirt, you know, the Mason's sign or whatever. And I don't, I don't do these funky little handshakes that they sometimes do that you can see live on TV when you watch them sometimes. You're thinking like, oh, that's a female way to shake hands for two guys who are pretending to be bit, butch, big, bad boys. Um you'll see some of this stuff. What do you want to make of it? I have no freaking idea, but there's a pattern and I pay attention to patterns. Got no idea what to make of it. I just know that I pay attention to patterns and there's a pattern there and it's something going on. Now let's hold on to that. We'll come back to that one. I want to share some of the stories I threw up for you. And this is all sparked by the movie that supposedly Obama was the executive director of or whatever. Well, I dug a little deeper into that. Yeah, right. Whatever. He signed on to that project, Leave the World Behind movie. He signed on to that after the script had been written. The movie had already been sold to Netflix. Two years after the movie idea had been sold to Netflix, the movie had already been cast. Script was written. Then he gets in on it. Eh, Whatever. I read a Rolling Stones article on that and they're gushing about how, well, Obama had to be in it. He's a, he's a crisis expert, crisis manager. You know, he's an expert on crisis management since when he didn't go to school for that. He's a lawyer. Well, he was president. He got a Nobel peace prize. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Anyhow, he does nothing but cause harm in the world. He gets a peace prize. Trump actually brings peace to the middle East. He gets impeached. Uh, whatever. Joe, you just said a bad thing about Trump with the hand signs and then a good thing about Trump. That's because I've told you, I don't know what to make of that man. And I just got done telling you that I I've never placed a whole lot with these hand signs, you know, a whole lot of credibility in them. Oop, AI glitched again. 
Natasha's been having trouble staying in the studio today. Her her internet provider is not playing nice for her today, which is okay because that's part of the show today. It, it is. You'll see. All right. So first story in our stack of stuff today. This is lack of cybersecurity has become a clear and immediate danger to our society, according to Klaus Schwab in the Cyber Polygon at 2021 meeting. And this is the second year in a row. He starts with this in 2020. And I'm not going to read through all of it, but some of this stuff is interesting. And you might want, if you go back, you want to follow the links. This is one about the cyber polygon. I haven't dug all the way into this because I just found out about this yesterday. But this is from the World Economic Forum and cyber polygon website, et cetera, et cetera. And apparently this idea that we're going to have a... um global cyber attack has been around for at least the last three or four years. And that caught my attention because that's kind of connected to the leave the world behind movie that's on Netflix right now. And we've been talking on this show for a long time about predictive programming that you have to um, pay attention to the movies because they're going to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And, you know, Nothing that we're going to see today, we've we've already covered all of it in some way, shape, form, or another. We have everything today. You've If you've been on this show for 325 shows, you've heard about some of it, all of it, before today. And that's because I'm just doing like Alex Jones, you know. I'm reading what these people put out. And as the show goes on, I'm going to show you some of this garbage. And I don't mean garbage in that. It's well thought out. It's well produced. They're serious about it. The people writing it are dead serious about it. It's just to me, it's garbage because of what they want, how they want to get there, what it's going to do to people. This is uh, the next one here. This is from the some website called The Sociable. You can find these links on all sorts of different sites. I grabbed them from everywhere on purpose for a reason. But today, the World Economic Forum uh, Global Risk Report warns of cyber pandemic erosion of public trust and social cohesion. This one's from January 13th, 2022, so a year later, thereabouts. This goes over a whole bunch of things, too, that they're talking about. Um, and they're, they're, they're pushing for what they call a great reset and different things that they want to go into. And this video, I pulled it out and I put it in your homework for you. So if you go to your homework, You'll find that video right here. It's it's not all that long. Oh boy, is it worth watching. And then this one here, Klaus Schwab, he's talking about how the cyber attack will be worse than the COVID-19 crisis. And it's going to affect power grids and banking offices. Banking will be, be offline and everything. And yeah, um, folks, when we get done today, I'm going to have Charlie at some point today play our little five-minute X-Files clip again, and you're going to realize that everything they said in the X-Files is being discussed by the people in the World Economic Forum in the UN. After you hear about it from them, after the X-Files tells you what they're going to do, then they start saying they're going to do it. You know, well, it's just life imitating art. No, 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 no. It don't work that way, folks. So... You go over some of this stuff and you look through it and you just see what they're looking, you know, doing. Again, this is a case where I'm trying to teach you as best I can how to go over these stories. Follow some of these links. Yeah, I know. It takes time, Joe. You got nothing better to do. Turn off the TV. You don't need to watch that TV. 
that two, three hours you would spend a night decompressing, just bring this up on your phone and start following through some of this stuff and, you know, follow the rabbit down the hole. Well, then I'll get sucked into conspiracy thinking, Joe, or you might just find out there's actually something to it. There's a reason people are thinking this way. This is from the World Economic Forum itself, from their official website. It says, experts at Davos 2023 call for global response to the gathering cyberstorm. So I got three years in a row at their meeting. They're talking about cyberstorm, cyberstorm, cyberstorm. What the heck? Cyberstorm. It's like an infection, only worse than COVID. It'll spread faster than COVID. It'll be worse than COVID. We won't have an inoculation. What are we going to do? Oh, my gosh. Fear. Fear, fear, fear. Well. We've seen this dance before. We'll get to it before the day is over. Um, pay attention to what's happening here. This is all predictive programming. What's predictive programming, Joe? That's where they get you used to what they're going to do before they do it so that when they do it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, they told us this was going to happen. And it makes it easier for you to swallow the blue pill and accept whatever the heck they shoved down your throat. So, and this is all... Notice how they all use the same language, gathering cyberstorm, cyberstorm, cyberstorm. It's all the same language. And they're pushing this cybersecurity, a, a global threat that calls for global response. Okay, fine. Well, why is the World Economic Forum the one leading this global response? Why isn't it um, governments of the world? Well, they are, Joe. Yeah, after the World Economic Forum tells them what to do. Kind of weird, huh? Why do a bunch of self-appointed, unelected people, you know, why is Bono, you two, going to the World Economic Forum to help decide what the federal government ought to do or what China ought to be doing? Because that's what's happening. He's got a say in this crap. Well, I thought he was just an entertainer, just a singer. Well, maybe these people, maybe they actually are more than we think they are. Or they serve a purpose other than just, just what we think they serve. But you go through some of this stuff and they talk about, they, they got all their big yakety yaks going on in there. This is the one where we're going to stop and do a little, we're going to, we're going to read on this one a bit. This is 100% fedup.com blog page, I guess. It's predictive programming, question mark. Obama produced movie describes apocalypse caused by cyber attack. And it talks about that and the movie and everything. And you come down here. And it says the World Economic Forum has predicted their war game scenario of cyber polygon will occur before 2025, i.e. most likely during the 2024 election year. Stop. When was this? This is from December 11th, 2023. Okay, just recently. All right. So they come out with this program they called Cyber Polygon, and it's occurring, you know, it's predicting a global apocalypse. Y'all remember event 201 predicting COVID that came out in October of the year before uh, 2019 or somewhere in there. And it, it effectively said, you know, we're going to have something like COVID attack the world. And here's what we're going to do. And the world governments, at least in the West, seem to have followed their playbook. Gee, isn't that a coinky dink? They do this more often than you think. So now here's another one of these cyber polygon things that's predicting a cyber attack that's going to shut down the world before the elections in 2024. You think that there might be a decent chance that that's exactly what's going to happen? 
because you're getting hit with these movies and these stories in your news media and in your social media all the time now. You're being programmed to accept this, to expect it, so that when it happens, you're not surprised. Because you see, if you were surprised by it, you might stop and go, hey, what the heck is this all about? And look into it. Now you're just going to go, yep, that's what I was told is going to happen. And then you're going to accept their solution. Most people will, not all of us. But those of us who push back, all we do now is self-identify. And they're like, ah, there's the woman in the red dress. She's been red-pilled. Go get her. So that's how they steal the election next time. There you go. It's not like they're going to tell us this. Of course, maybe they do. We've got more stories we haven't seen yet. So this article continues. It says, now we have the next step in their lead up to the false flag attack in the form of a predictive programming. A Netflix movie produced by Obama starring Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke called Leave the World Behind, depicting the going on vacation right before a cyber attack happens, taking down the phone, Internet and all technological systems, technology systems could be used as a cover for the coming economic collapse, maybe blamed on Iran and used to usher in the next stage of Middle East war, as well as force the end of the uh, anonymity online and strengthen control and monitoring systems in general. Uh, Charlie, do you see any nudge in that? I asked Charlie because he's listening to the book now. Well, yeah, that's it might be more of a shove, but yeah. Yeah, but it's following the pattern but in that is. book, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it sure is. So you understand now that you're listening to it, why I stress to people you should go read or listen to that book. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it, it's horrible. <laughs> Once you know what you're looking for, it's everywhere right now, isn't it? It is everywhere. Yeah. The article continues. It said the World Economic Forum has predicted that their war game scenario, Cyber Polygon, will occur before. It's going over that again. Um, that's Dr. Uh, Sayed Hader, and he tells you where that was mentioned December 10th. And it talks about how Obama signed on to this movie. Oh, yeah, this is definitely Obama was the executive producer. Only the Obamas are listed as the producers on the Leave the World Behind movie because Barack and Michelle's Obama's production company, Higher Ground Productions. Oh, that's a funky name for them. It came on board in the film in 2022, two years after the movie had already been bought by Netflix. This was well after the movie had been cast and after Esmail had adopted the screenplay from Ruman Alm's uh, acclaimed 2020 novel. Esmail and Chad Hamilton are also producers through Esmail Corp and Roberts produced through Red Ohm. But in the case of the Obamas, this is more of an in-name only producer type of situation. Neither Barack nor Michelle was directly involved in creation of the movie. That's not what the media is telling you. And then there, here's the official trailer. And don't forget, this is also an anti-white movie, too. So we get into some of that. And the argument is that this is predictive programming. For, for those of you who weren't here when we covered this, predictive programming is a process by where they inundate you with stories uh, about something going to happen. Like leading up to COVID, you had years of um, movies about viruses. I can remember several of them. I can't remember. Dustin Hoffman, I think, was in one about outbreak or contagion or this, that, or the other. We even had one movie that was very, very similar to the COVID outbreak. I mean, very similar. I don't remember the title of it, but there were there were about a half dozen or more of these movies over the last 10 years or so, 15 years before COVID outbreak. And they say, well, Joe, you know, that's just, you know, Hollywood, just life's imitating art. No, I don't think so. Not anymore. If it was one time here or one time there, I'd buy that. The problem is 
we've had this with asteroids hitting the earth and now you know you got that asteroid that's going to kill us in 10 years and it, it's all about scaring you we've got the the vaccines we've had eagle eye where they're telling an enemy of the state where they tell you about the surveillance um state where that can surveil everything you do we've had that we've had movies about little robots that can take over your body we've had several movies about those there's patterns here you got terminator with skynet and now you literally have an ai run system of management that's called skynet literally nothing could possibly go wrong there you know ter terminator robots and now they're building humanoid like very lifelike robots that are going to be cops that'll run around and kill people and they're already starting to kill people in the factories and w movies about AI getting out of hand and, and people not being able to control them. And that's exactly what happened when they did an experiment with two computer AI computers. It's a good thing it was a closed experiment. At least they had a little bit of sense about that. We've had movies about hybriding you know, animals and humans. We were talking just the other day about cloning or crossbreeding humans with gorillas or chimpanzees. And lo and behold, I found out they tried to do that under the czar. And the czar was still at that time, nominally, the people were Christian. So they shut that guy down, Russian scientists. But when Lenin took over, they Lenin wholeheartedly embraced it. And this guy went so far as to inseminate women with chimpanzee and, and gorilla semen because it didn't work the other way around. It killed the gorillas and the chimps. So he tried to do it with women. And he haven't even had women who volunteered for the experiment willingly. And this is back in the early 1900s, folks. So now that they have DNA splicing that they can do with the Chris, do not think for a second that some moron somewhere hasn't tried this. I guarantee you they have. And they've probably succeeded to some extent or another. You're not going to hear about this. So all of these things that seem fanciful and crazy and everybody's like, oh, that's just conspiracy theory. It's only conspiracy theory because you won't do any homework. When you do some homework, you know what you find out? You find out, hey, uh, this crap's real. Or at least it was in the past. Well, if they did it in the past, what makes you think they're not going to do it again today? Well, never again, Joe, like with the Holocaust. Right, and that's why like 30% of the people graduating from our schools today think the Holocaust was a lie. You still have people alive today with the tattoo on their arm that were there in the camps. And somehow or another, they're just delusional liars. George Soros helped send people there. And you'll believe him, but you won't believe the people he sent to go get killed. Uh, <sighs> Human beings are bat crap crazy, folks, especially when they get unpinned from a moral compass. So don't think that any of these things of the past are not going to happen today. You can bet your bottom bippy they are and will. So we can go to the next story here. The WEF warns that 2024 likely to bring catastrophic cyber event. So now they're warning us that this is going to be in 2024. Notice I'm not the only one that remembers this. Looky here. Let's pay attention to what this story is saying. He says, could this be the latest predictive programming similar to event 201 was for the COVID pandemic? And remember, event 201 was done in 2019, I think it was. Or, um, yeah, I think it was 2019, October, no, late 2019. But don't forget, Fauci had already said that we were going to be hit with a pandemic in 2017. It's almost like he knew what was going to happen. I wonder, maybe he was in on the planning. 
So this is going to go over how the World Economic Forum is telling us this is going to happen. That's what this video is, this, this one here. Remember, I pulled that out for you. It's right there. It's in your homework. It'll be easier to find. That one's good to watch. That one's really, really. And notice that they say here, it could be an EMP or a nuclear war. Now, if you've been paying attention, I've explained EMP to you before, and I've explained nuclear war and why nuclear war is not as unthinkable as you believe it might be. And I've also showed to you that Russia is telling you we're going to use nukes. And if you're not paying attention to what's going on in the Middle East, uh, Israel just threatened to nuke Ar Iran. They didn't say it that way because that's not how politicians and diplomats speak. But they just told Iran that if the wrong people enter in the war, Iran's proxy people, you know, up in the north part of the country, said if it enters into the war, they're going to treat Iran as Gaza turn it into the uh, uh, next Gaza. Well, there's no way for Israel to invade Iran. So how do you turn Iran into a wasteland if you're Israel? And there's only one way to do that, and that's to make them glow. Uh, boys and girls, in case you haven't done so recently, you might want to read the book of Zechariah. It, you might want to pay attention to the first few chapters and the last chapter where it talks about the flying Magias that carry around these 10 gallon size baskets that contain wicked fire offerings and they have lead lids on them and they fly around on these flying scrolls that are about 30 to 35 feet long and about five feet in diameter. And they go to the land of Shinar, which is today Iraq, Iran area in that area where the two meet and they will consume everything, including the bricks and the stones of the buildings. And then they spend the night. And it causes a uh, a plague upon the earth in which your skin falls off your body before you hit the ground. And it affects humans and animals alike. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. It could be nothing. could just be apocalyptic language. But to us today, and you got to be careful with this, you can't read modern into ancient and know that you've got it for sure. But to us today, that sounds an awful lot like a nuclear exchange. And it's right in the area that Israel is threatening to nuke. And it lines up pretty darn well with the story of the Battle of Gog and Magog in the book of Ezekiel. So, you know, where we have this war and when you find the dead bodies of the soldiers, you can't touch it or it'll kill you. And special people have to go collect the bodies and put them in a special graveyard and nobody can travel through the special graveyard. Well, up until 1945, that wouldn't make any sense to anybody. Because even a plague goes away after time. But radiation doesn't. So make of it what you will. But I could easily read that into the prophecies. Especially since it says the world's going to be destroyed by fire. Which is usually associated with thermonuclear weapons. But anyhow, Iran has been put on notice by Israel. And if you think Israel won't do it, you haven't paid attention to Israel's history. So this is a very good story. And it's talking about the World Economic Forum telling us basically, hey, you know, we pulled it off with COVID and y'all didn't catch us. Now it's going to be this catastrophic cyber event. The next story is this one. It says, this is from Popular Mechanics. And it's uh, January 25th, 2023. It says, a catastrophic mutating event will strike the world in two years, report says. Folks, honestly. These people can't predict jack snot. They don't even know the, what the weather tomorrow is going to be. 
And they're telling you that this is going to happen in two years. This is the same people who told me in the 70s that right now I should be in an ice age. And the same people who told me in the 80s and 90s that right now I should be boiled to death and be roasted and the whole earth should be a, uh, a desert because of global warming. And the same people who later had to change that back to global cooling and then later had to change that back to global warming got tired of being proven wrong and then said now it's just climate change. And now they're back to global cooling again, saying that we're going to have more snow in the next few years than we've ever had. They can't make up their minds because Mother Nature doesn't play along with their, you know, pinky in the brain take over the world plans. Same people now are telling me we're going to have this catastrophic mutating. Notice now how the cyber attack comes in the form of a virus language, a mutating cyber attack. Really? Well, yeah, it's a virus that gets into everything and it just mutates so that we can't antivirus. This is meant to scare you. This is meant to scare you on purpose. And they're telling you this is going to happen. This is predictive programming. This is getting you ready for it. This is the World Economic Report, report cybercrime, all this stuff. You see these things. It, it's Once they get this started in society, their little drones in the media and academia and the politicians will just grab it and echo it. And blah, blah, the cabal of Furbies is what I call them. You ever been around? The, how many of y'all remember the Furbies from when we were kids? If you're old enough, you had those little talking little stuffed toys. And if you put four or five or six of them together, they would all start talking to each other and it caused a racket. You didn't want to be around them and they would just mimic things and it just garbage, senseless stuff. That's what this is. Once they put the idea in the heads of these Furbies that they've got in academia and in the media and in industry and in politicians and all, they all start echoing the same thing. Talking heads, MK ultra, using Project Mockingbird and mind manipulation. They have got this down to a science and it works very well. They don't even need all these people to be on board. They just got to get them caught up in the hysteria, like with a Karen. There are lots of Karens in the world. All I got to do is get them riled up and point them in the right direction and they'll do the rest of the work for me. Have you studied rules for radicals? He even tells you all you got to do is, you know, get it kind of in the area and then let your people take over. They'll invent new ways to do the same thing for you. That's what Rules for Radicals is, is it's an open admission to the science of mass manipulation. He calls it by different things, but these people all think everything they do is scientific. And in a way it is. But this is just another report about how you're going to have this cyber attack and they're going to use that for their purposes. And then today. This came out just 16 hours ago. China, and this was on MSN News, MSNBC News or whatever on, on uh, what the heck is the internet that we're on? What's that one right there? Charlie, what a uh, little blue swirly thing. What, what internet browser is that? Bing? No, that's Edge. Okay, so it's on Edge with MSN News or whatever. This is where this came from. 16 hours old. It says China's cyber attacks target U.S. infrastructure in preparation for potential conflict. What? Oh, now we're going to merge the cyber attacks that are currently going on in this country against our power grid, banking industry, and anybody who's using free speech, like Rumble's under attack right now. The cyber attacks in preparation for war over Taiwan. You've heard me talking to you about cyber attacks. You've heard me talking to you about the power grid is vulnerable. You've heard me talking to you about how they're going to do things to the banking. I've told you about how the fact that we're going to have a war with Taiwan soon. Now, that one's very easy to shut down, but I don't understand why we're 
all I have to do is put four or five nuclear attack boats in the Straits of Taiwan, and the Chinese don't dare invade by ocean. Not with those boats there. These are nuclear attack submarines. The United States has them. Cruise missile submarines. OMG. If you want to bring your invasion fleet across those straits with four or five or six of those boats in the area, you're suicidal. Because all you got to do is give them give them the order. It says, hey, when the Chinese start coming, you got free hand, man. Just take them out. Sink them as fast as you can. And that thing will be over in a toot sweet minute. And the Chinese ain't got nothing that they can do to touch those boats. Because if you try to go hunting them, you get close to them, they'll sink your butt before you even know they're there. This is one of the areas where the United States military, except for the fact that we can't trust that our nuclear sub force is in very good order right now. I watched a documentary about a sub that literally at high speed ran itself right into the ground because of gross incompetence in the command structure within the submarine at the officer level. And you've already heard me telling you our officer corps has been compromised. Folks, this is one of the reasons I don't do these days very often. I tell you we're screwed and you go, yeah, yeah, we're screwed. You got no idea how screwed we are. By the way, as a quick aside, one of your classmates has been recovering from hip surgery. And he's a little on the older side. He's about my age, a little younger. And that's not an easy thing to go through when you get a little older. But he's been recovering from that. And the worst part about it is he's been joining us live except for the last week or so. He got the flu. Shortly after he had the surgery, he was still in the recovery phase of, of his hip surgery. So I don't think he's a bubblehead, and I don't think he wears the dolphin, but I do know that he glows. So to our favorite glowing non-bubblehead out there, he'll get the message. Our prayers are with you, and we hope you get better soon. Thank you for listening and watching. You know, I, I, I owe you an email, but, you know, we, we're, we're fond of you. Thank you. But I brought that up because this individual is in the orbit of what we're discussing right now in the real time. So, and, uh, he and I recently had an email exchange where if you're not in the know, you'd read that email exchange and you wouldn't, what the heck are they talking about? Oh, but we understood each other very well. And he and I were talking about what's going on in Taiwan and we're tracking on the same level. Um, we've got trouble over there and don't forget Biden is not president. So whoever's running things is still caught up in this Chinese treason that's going on with Chinese money. So they're not going to really push against China. We're probably watching the setup to lose Taiwan to the free, free world. And if that happens, folks, holy cow, you don't need a cyber attack. You're going to mess up the computer chip industry in the, in the Western world when that happens. I mean, I recently bought a car. It took me over six months to get my key fob, my second keychain, because, well, we don't have any computer chips. It, it, something as simple as the key fob to my car to start my car. They, they couldn't keep up with them because they don't have computer. What's going to happen when you don't have computer chips to run everything that you, you're, I don't need a cyber attack. All I got to do is take your computer chips away from you. Well, Joe, we'll build them here. Really? Who's going to build them? Have you been down to the local fast food place yet and seen Sally Jane Muckenfutch and how well she works behind the counter there? Or Jean Smuckatelli working with her? 
I don't mean to pick on our youth today, but you two, you guys out there, you guys under 30, you need a calculator to make change. You know, the, the bill's 286, Joe, and I hand you a $5 bill. And if that machine don't tell you what to give me, you're stuck. I'm like, 214, dude. Really? How do you know that? Because I learned math when I was school. I didn't learn that Sally and Jane can have interchangeable parts. You know, if you think that we're going to be able to find the work, for, that's another question. Where are you going to find the people to do this job? Say, well, we're at full employment, Joe. No, you're not. You're at maximum unemployment. Have you noticed that before COVID, there were help wanted signs everywhere. We, we weren't in full employment, but everybody wanted help, right? And then after COVID, now we're told we have full employment. We had unemployment before, and then after we don't. You know what changed right in there, right? They upped how much money they'll give you to stay home. So what happened is all these businesses that, that were open before COVID, and they were still looking for help, but they were open. Now, afterwards, they're closed because they can't find enough help. And say, well, hey, look, this is nudge, folks. This is nudge. What they do is they say, look, man, they'll help when it signs were up beforehand. It's just, just proof that you know we don't have enough workers. Oh, yeah, they do. They had the workers to be open before COVID, but now they don't have them after COVID. Why? Where'd they go? Did they all die? No, because a lot of these things are, are, are just cheap, non-skilled labor jobs. The people who are being paid to stay home and not go back to work. That's what's going on. They're purposely collapsing the economy in conjunction with everything else they're doing. This is nudge, shove. Don't think for a second that this stuff isn't planned. All you got to do is start reading their papers. And here's another one. This was just announced. Civil War movie where president bombs American citizens in the near future to premiere in 2024. Now, this is on Fox News. This is representative Democrats are preparing by, oh, that's something else. But this is a movie coming out about civil war, the Bubba effect, you know, and we're going to have a civil war and the Amer president's going to bomb Americans. This is to get you ready for a war. And this is to get you ready for the government attacking its own citizens so that you'll support the government when they do. So this is more predictive programming. And look, 2024, what did we just read about in 20? Charlie, I can't remember. We just had a story about 2024. Oh, I'm not sure. Something about, you know, cyber attacks and all sorts of stuff. And what else is going on in 2024? We got an election, don't election, we? Election, yeah. Yeah, but, but, wait a but minute they they wouldn't plan a movie about a civil war in 2024 when in 2020 we had this fake insurrection and in they wouldn't plan that in conjunction with a cyber attack and start telling us all this stuff a year in advance just because they're planning on actually doing this would they oh no no no, no. that's just a coincidence it, it, it it's just theater it's it's entertainment yeah that's a good way to hide it too <sighs> And I'm not even on donuts yet. Yes, James William Holt says Studio A24 release. Same guys that made the Purge films, I believe. Yeah, the the, the Purge films. <laughs> don't, don't even get me going there. All right, so let me throw you up here real quick, folks. Back to your homework, right? You remember Zerg or whatever from uh, The Fifth Element? He says, I know this music. Let's change the beat. Well, we've seen all this before. First, there's the coming ice age. Then we have the Russian bear, the Cold War. Then it's global warming. Then it's terrorists. Then it's climate change again. 
then it's everything is racist, then it's asteroids, then it's event 201 with COVID, then we have COVID, the jabs, the great reset is floated, build back better and all that stuff. Then we have change-o-matic sexuality and censorship insanity. Then we're told about UFOs. Then it's a rebirth of anti-Semitism. Now it's the cyber virus attacks. And in that, at the heart core of it, you have the Cold War, you have terrorists, you have asteroids, and you have UFOs. Where have we heard those before? That's Werner von Braun telling us this was going to happen. And he said, when they bring out the UFOs, it's almost over with. So where did we see all of these? Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the core story of the X-Files. You know, we've got UFOs here running the world, and the, the secret cabal is trying to save the world by making up a vaccine that's going to save humanity from being turned into aliens by turning us into aliens. You know, the aliens are working with the humans, and the humans think that they're making up a vaccine to protect us from the aliens, and in fact, they're actually doing the aliens' work to turn us into aliens. And the vaccine is going to be spread by bees that sting you, by insects. It's not like we've ever released mosquitoes on the world to check and see how the mosquitoes can spread a virus or something. And it's not like we're using viruses to inoculate. Wait a minute. Yeah, we are. We're doing all of that. Oh, wow. It's just life imitating art again, right? Except this case, the movies came after we actually did it. And we just recently did it again in the state of Florida with the mosquitoes being released to then test and see what they're doing to the human population. Folks, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And we're not even done. We're, we're, we're not even close to done today. Um, I, when I put these shows together, oftentimes I'm like, eh, heck with it. Why even try? Why even bother? doesn't matter. Um, the people who are going to believe it, believe it. And the people who aren't, won't. And there's nothing you can do about any of it. Whether you believe this or not is irrelevant to me. I, I really don't care. The only thing I'm going to ask you is this. If you believe that there's some sort of grand conspiracy going on, don't believe it just because you want to believe it. Go prove it to yourself one way or the other. Do some homework on this. Don't believe it because Joe said. Don't believe it because Alex Jones said. Don't disbelieve it because MSNBC laughs at anybody who thinks that. You know, Snopes said there's no conspiracy. Folks, Snopes is part of the conspiracy. They're paid by Soros. Can't trust anything they say. You know, we didn't have fact checkers until they social media started lying to us and had to protect themselves. And then the fact checkers tell you, well, social media is right. You're wrong until they get into court and they go, well, yeah, it's just an opinion. Well, that's how they protect themselves. Come on, wake up, but at least do the homework to prove to yourself about this. Oh, by the way, that's I told you we'd come back to this. If you're on the Internet. These type of stories are everywhere right now. Breaking unprecedented cyber attacks suspected to involve JP Morgan, BOA, Citibank, tier one banks, and the Fed is rapidly escalating. And the United States experts express astonishment, labeling it as a magnitude never seen before. Da 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 da. They're everywhere right now. Do you remember the, the X Files video? Hey, Charlie, you might want to get that up for us. Get that one queued up and ready to go. The five minute one. Yeah, That'll be our break, break video yeah, this I'll use today. It for break. You need to go back and listen to that one very carefully. They cover the COVID and the gene splicing technology. 
They cover the cyber attacks. They cover the banking. They, they cover all of this. It, it is literally today's show on the X-Files. And everybody's like, well, yeah, but the X-Files is about, you know, that's a conspiracy theory movie. A conspiracy theory movie that was a huge popular hit that happens to tell you exactly what they're going to be doing. Have you How many times have you gone back and watched the X-Files and realized that it may not be actually chocolate to chocolate. It might be chocolate to chocolate chip. You know, real close. Maybe not exactly the same, but really close. They predicted exactly what ended up happening. Especially, the, the go back and find the shows with the three horsemen in it. And watch them. If the three horsemen are in it, you better be paying attention. Because that movie might be presented as fiction conspiracy theory fiction but it's faction pay attention to what the horsemen tell you in those movies they're not kooks this is one of the ways that evil boasts comment on the board from james william holt sometimes i feel like the great reset was supposed to have occurred during covid but they didn't anticipate the sheer number of people that would actively resist the covid mandates now the vestiges of the reset plan are still going on, but the people behind the planned reset are having to revamp their rollout. That is exactly what happened, James. If you look into it, Charles Schwab said right after COVID started, he said, this is our chance to, to, to do the great reset, to re-envision the world. It didn't work because of what you said, which now you have people running around saying, we got to get rid of all these anti-vaxxers. We got to kill them off. Got to get rid of them. Remember that lady from the CDC? We'll just get rid of all the white people because it's the Christian whites who won't get vaccinated. And if you don't think that that's part of this, pay attention to Mr. Knowles. He's online just today saying, if you think that Christians aren't going to be the enemy of the Democratic left, you need to pay attention because we're their, their natural enemy and they will have to get rid of us. So it starts with anti-Semitism because if they can pull that off, then they can justify going after Christians next. If you won't stop them from going after the Jews, you're not going to stop them from going after the Christians. This is, and folks, I'm telling you right now, if you think that the Illuminati could so beautifully coordinate and plan all of this and execute this so, because folks, if you're looking from the high level geosynchronous orb, what's going on right now is a brilliant execution of a plan globally on a global scale. This is brilliant. The world is coming apart at the hinges, and it's planned. It's being done step by step. It's being systematically dismantled. All the foundations of the earth are being shaken. And if you think a group of secret people, you know, human beings can plan this, you're out your choo-choo tree. They, they're not going to all have the same agenda. Bankers are going to want to do it through banking. Military types are going to want to do it through the military. If you got a hammer, everything's a nail. If you got a drill, everything's a screw. If you got a saw, everything's going to be a two by four that needs to be cut. That's how these people think. And if you pay attention to them, that's that's how they look at it. Sociologists want to do it through sociology. Psychiatrists want to give you a pill. Psychologists want to talk you into it. Whatever their area of expertise is, that's how they're going to see the solution because that's how they see the world. Well, if they're all together, you know, media is going to mediate you into it or whatever, you know, fantasy land you into it or whatever. The, 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 the po 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 pointy-headed intellectuals are going to out talk you to sh show their superiority. And I, I'm, I'm not stuttering. This is just how, how intelligent people talk when, when, when they're thinking about what, what, what they want to say. No, you're a freaking moron. Nobody talks like that, Joe. You haven't been in the right circles lately. Pay attention to Obama and the way he talks. Very close. Of course, then again, he studied Hitler's manners of speech. His admission, not mine.
Go take that up with Obama. He said it in one of his books. So all of this is planned. So let me ask you, who or what's planning this? Hmm? What's planning this? How are we doing with that, Charlie? Charlie's having all sorts of electronic fun over there. <laughs> we're we're going to get that video ready for you. And as soon as he has hey, it. We have a up. caller, but hold on a second. Oh, we do have a real caller. <laughs> Okie dokie. He's going to plug in and we have a caller and then we'll, he'll try and get our video. Let me, let me cross you over. Our new call system is being used. We've been, caller's been screened. Say when, Charlie. Go. Caller, Charlie. Who's, who we got on the phone here? You said say when, Charlie. When, Charlie. When? Okay. Who this be? This be Aaron? <laughs> yeah, it's me. What do we do to get hey. you stirred up today, brother? Nothing. You started talking about that movie coming out in 2024. Okay, and what and about it? I, saw, I I I made a message. I saw the trailer to that this morning. Oh, great! On uh on another no another show that I was listening to at eight o'clock. It's uh he's been on several other shows, you know, on Newsmax and on um he comes on sometimes he's be on with Cowboy Logic on uh Real America's Voice with uh. Some people over out of uh, Dawson, Georgia, they behind enemy lines too. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's not too far fetched. Great. That's that's that. that. I See, mean, the I trailer. Want this, I want this stuff to be a joke, man. I do. No, it's 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 the movie is actually about the uh, the Western Alliance or the Western territories of california and texas so does that tell you something there yeah if they're the only the western territories they're the only two and the uh florida alliance um basically the president bombs his own people yeah and oh man i was like i i might have to watch that now i might have to check that out but okay do you know I, what you're you know what you're rhyming with right alexander dugan's uh, a prediction of what's going to happen to the united states Oh, yeah. That's exactly mm -hmm. what this sounds like. And Does people, the president bomb the Florida Alliance? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay, because that's who I would expect the movie to go after, because that's where the barbarians live. But it's like, um, there are those people that, a guy walks into this shop or something, and he said, do you know there is a civil war going on? She was like, the woman was like, yeah, but we, we, we just try to kind of stay out of, like, we just want to be left alone. Oh, crap. I saw that myself and didn't know what it was. Yeah. Oh, we just want to be at the end of the trailer. They're standing there in front of these armed, look like militia. I don't know if there's militia yeah, or what. I saw that trailer. I thought that was the leave the world behind. What kind of American are you? Oh, I thought <laughs> that was the Obama movie. No, nah, just what kind of an American are you? You know, I was like, yeah, that sounds like something I'd say. What kind of American are you? Yeah. Oh, folks, we're screwed. We're so screwed. Um, and then you talk about it this morning, too? Well, we've got more. But, Second hour is going to be even better, brother. No, it's like they played right into the Democrats' hands when they started busting all these migrants to these big cities these sanctuary cities san francisco chicago new york yep atlanta uh, all these major cities where do you think they want to go exactly 
I mean, if you're going to attack the United States, what better places to attack them in those cities where there'll be massive? Let me cities? ask you a question. They played right into their hands. Are you sure? Because if it happens in politics. No, I don't think they played into their hands. I think it's all, it, if it happens in politics, it's planned. Yes, because that way we will support our GOP right wing people getting back at them by sending the illegals to the cities where and they're the actually. Oh, heck, y'all sent them there. Hey, Charlie, Aaron just found a nudge. No, that was a shove. <laughs> so that they could get ready to shoot. Shoot, exactly. Yeah, but that, that kind of got me when you got to talk, and I was like, why would they send all these people to these major cities that's coming across the border? You know, and we, I was like. We, we talk about these things, Aaron, and, and we make fun of it and all, but I'm starting, I'm, I'm hearing Riggs and Murtaugh in my head. Oh yeah, that's thin, real thin. Yeah, anorexic, yeah. and yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you know yeah. what's her name's house blows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. there's nothing there. There, there's really yeah, nothing, nothing here. here. Nothing. There's nothing here to see anymore. They this destroyed is not everything. The conspiracy theory you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, look into my MLK. Did wasn't killed by James Earl Ray. All right, brother. Heard, what I've heard about it is that the rifle that they got from him didn't match ballistics. Well, we'll look into that one day, but let me let, let me we're at the top of the hour. I got to let me let you go. We'll go to our break. We'll come back and continue with the fun. I got to shove right, a donut into my face, man. I got you. All right, we'll see you in a few. All right, bye. All right, folks. Boy, that worked good, Charlie. Good job with the phone, man. Screened it and everything. That no dodo cops now, man. Uh, thanks for the call, Aaron. We're just a little late here, but that's okay because we don't have top of the hour computer overridden, you know, breaks and sponsors and all that stuff. So we're gonna go to the go to the break. We're gonna give you this five minute video from the X Files. So if you don't have to run anywhere and go, you know, coffee break and all that other stuff, pay attention. We've played this video before, but if you've never paid attention, pay attention. Listen up, and we'll see you in five. Pat. Pat O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. When you say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. It, but it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? 
How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet. To kill everyone but the chosen by tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Oh, and government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent or cruel or efficient, by severe drought brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. We're back. Folks, I hope you paid attention to that. Because everything, in some way, shape, or form, Everything that I've tried to explain to you when we talk on Conspiracy Theory Thursdays was in that video. Even controlling the weather, artificial earthquakes, it's all there. It's all part of their plan. I'm going to show you because it's already in your homework. It was pre-programmed, but this brought something to mind. I want to share it with you first. I don't understand why. Well, I do. I, I look at this with a scriptural worldview, so I know exactly why they do what they do. Um, no, that video is not posted on the website, Beverly, but we could if we want to. We could get it up or we could post it as a, just a clip, but you can find it on YouTube. That video clip, we just made our own copy from YouTube. Um, if you want to depopulate the world, and notice how the, the, the New World Order, whatever, Illuminati, World Economic, whatever, agenda, they got many names. They always want to kill people off. And we've got to make everybody live like cavemen. We can't have economic, we've got to control the resources, sustainability. Let me ask you a question. 
when does that ever solve the problem? When does defense ever succeed? Because that's a defensive technique. Defenses can slow down an offense, but a good offense always wins. It, I don't care how defensive you, that Japanese in uh, World War II, the Battle of Tarwa, the Japanese commander, they were all underground, and he said that a million men cannot take this island in a thousand years. The Marine Corps did it in 72 hours with 6,500, 75,000 men. There were 20,000 Japanese on that little island. It's only like three square miles. We were way outnumbered, way outmanned, and we took that stupid little island. Offense will always defeat defense because defense is static. If you can't move, the guy who can move will beat you. Remember the story I told you about the the uh, Cuban major surrendering to, surrendering to the Marines? 160-something Marines, 800 Cubans. He surrendered to them with, without firing a shot. He said because they moved as a man with one mind. A, a professional soldier knows that movement, you know, maneuverability, it outnumbers firepower and defensive techniques. So killing off everybody and limiting resources, that's a defensive maneuver. Why is the solution never go to the moon, go to Mars, get to the asteroid belt, find some sort of technology that lets us get more resources from the world around us? Why is the solution never get man into space, see the stars? We believe that we can live anywhere, right? You know, there's life everywhere. Will we believe this crap? You know, a lot of people do. Okay, well, fine. Why are you not moving in that direction? Why? Why, 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 why? Come on. Why is it always backwards? I don't understand this, but I know this much. If I want to destroy a good part of the population, and they've already said, if you go through the articles I'm about to show you, they're going to tell you the ones they want to kill off first are the Westerners. Now, if you get and you look at the world, there's a, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I'm not going to avoid it. You're my audience. I've always been honest with you. If I get shoved off the, off the platform, I get shoved off the platform for this. Because I look at it differently, and I'll explain before I'm done. You're, you're going to think of it one way, or a lot of people will. I'll explain it in a minute. But when you look at the Western world, if I got rid of them, what would I have gotten rid of the majority of in this world? White people. Yes. The only major population of Caucasians that you would have left would be in Russia in Iran, the Aryan, right in there, the Iranians. Iran means Aryan, you know, white guy. But if I get rid of the Western world, I get rid of most of, you know, Europe and America and Canada. And whether or not they're actually there, most people consider New Zealand and Australia to be part of the Western world. Before the show's over today, I'll show you how that works. And right now, we've got a mayor under in, under siege for holding a party where whites aren't invited. We've got Obama saying, don't trust whitey. We've got CDC operatives saying, get rid of the white man. I mean, there's an attack on whites. I don't think it's skin color. I think it's Ephraim and Manessa. It's got nothing to do with the color of your skin. This is not a racial thing. It's painted that way because it's easier to control. If I tell you this is a biblical thing against believers in Yahweh and non-believers in the whole world, well, then that might not be as easy to control. You might wake some of those slumbering believers up, and you know, if you're on the team Satan, things might get a little more difficult to deal with. This is how I see it. But if you want to get rid of the Western world's population, you don't have to nuke them. 
You don't have to jab them. You don't have to starve them. You don't have to use a single military weapon at all. All you have to do is shut down the electric grid. We've talked about that book one second after. You know what happens when you shut down the electric grid? 90 days later, you can pretty much move in and take over because there's nobody left. You have whittled away 90% of the population. Now, the only problem you're going to have is that 10% that's left, they be dangerous. Okay, so you are going to have to do something with them. And they, But at that point, you'll be they're going to be isolated and spread out. You'll be able to deal with them in the pockets, but you're going to have to kill them hammer knockers. Because the 10% you're going to have left is essentially the 10% that the secular humanists always have to kill off. You're going to have to kill off the ones that think for themselves, that know how to survive, that know how to do things. You're going to have to kill that remnant, that one-tenth part. But once you do that, well, Satan's people have crushed the head of the woman's seed. And you think I'm far off base? You haven't been paying attention to our scripture shows, have you? But let's get back to all the little fun that they give us. Here's a, another one of the stories from your homework. This is from Reuters. Fact check. Depopulation quote has been misattributed to Klaus Schwab. It claims that he wants to, you know, he says, the population of Canada, Western Europe, and the United States will be decimated more rapidly than on other continents until the world's population reaches a manageable level of 1 billion, of which 500 million will consist of Chinese and Japanese races selected because they are people who have been regimented for centuries and who are accustomed to obeying authority without question. So if you do the research, Charles Schwab never said that. That's the claim. Well, hold on, folks. I wanted to do this because if you keep researching, what you're going to find out is the World Economic Forum admits that depopulation is their goal. Yuval Noah Harari admitted on a podcast as recently that it is contention of the elites in the World Economic Forum that most of us are useless eaters hoping for crumbs. Do you remember that show? We covered it. Yep, we covered that. We played that guy's video on this show. And he did say that. It wasn't fake. It's not a deep fake. He said it. They published it. And it goes in. And we've had his picture up here. But you can go through this and you can read about all this mess. And uh, uh, let me see if I can get us back. Yep, they won't let us go back to that. But you'll be, you'll be able to find that. It, just don't hit that cookie button and you'll be all right. But we have done this before. And it's in the show notes too, a link to that video. What a lot of this comes from is this part here. This is wired. It says the infamous 1972 report that warned of civilization's collapse. The limits to growth argue that rampant pollution and resources ex resource extraction were uh, pushing Earth to the brink. And how did it hold up 50 years later? And if you research through this, the computer models and all these expectations and the population bomb and all that mess. This was just a, a doctoral thesis type thing. People just did this. It, this was a hypothetical. And the global elites have been acting on it as though it were real ever since. And this is what the World Economic Forum is reacting to. It's like this paper was real. Well, remember, they did a paper like this. COVID's going to kill 2 million by tomorrow. We Everybody's got to get locked down. 
didn't happen. The jab killed a lot of people. COVID didn't. Bad treatment, using treatment procedures that we knew don't work against respiratory illnesses and that we knew caused trouble, that killed people. But COVID didn't kill the 2 million people that they were predicting in, in just in, in, you know, UK or whatever. All, yeah. that, that model didn't work. We're going to have 50 million bazillion cat 25 hurricanes tomorrow. And we have the slowest hurricane year in, in decades. That model didn't work. This model doesn't work. They'll claim it does. When you go back and look at some of the stories, it'll say, hey, it's held up pretty good over 50 years. No, it hasn't. You have to twist your understanding to get there. Garbage in, garbage out. But they take this as a gospel because it's science. It's the science, the holy science, not real science. But this is what they're acting on. And they think that the only way to save us is to kill us. And remember, we've played the world. That lady at the World Economic Forum said, you know what? As long as we save the 500 million people, we've saved humanity. The implication there is, is we got to get rid of eight, eight and a half billion people so that we can get down to that one billion or 500 million who are programmed to do what they're told that to save humanity. So I got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. And it doesn't matter how many of you eggs have to be killed. As long as I save enough people to make a viable population of humans, I've saved humanity mission accomplished. I bet you that woman envisions herself being one of the ones that's in the saved group. Don't you think this is from resilience. Did the club of Rome ever disavow the limits to growth? A story of ordinary disinformation. Now, this article is going to tell you this is all dis all of this stuff we're talking about today is disinformation. But when you read through it, what you're going to find is shadows that yeah, the Club of Rome is real. They do want to limit the growth of humanity. They didn't avow disavow it. They they claimed to, but they did it in a really sneaky way, which basically didn't say they disavowed it. Very progressive of them, very slimy, very wormy. So when you have stories like this, they're saying everything that Joe's talking about is disinformation. Only they affirm just about every major point I'm discussing in the article that tells you it's all disinformation. So where's the true disinformation? Right there in this article. That's because the truth cannot be hidden, can't be done away with. Lies can, but the truth can't. This is from Open Democracy. It says, conspiracy theories aside, there is something fishy about the Great Reset. Now, because this is a left-wing democratic, all corporations are bad, and look at the subtitle. It's a corporate takeover or global governance that affects our food, our data, and our vaccines. Okay, so this is going to be a, it, oh, look, World Economic Forum. Okay, this is going to be another one of these, Joe, you're just a conspiracy kook. But they're saying, all of the conspiracies aside, this is going to affect our food. This is going to affect our data and our electronics. This is going to affect our vaccines. But it's being controlled by the corporations. Except the World Economic Forum, the UN, and Western governments everywhere are pushing public-private partnership, which means government takeover of industry, fascism. So this is a way of getting the socialists on board because you're going to hate capitalists. You know, corporations, that's what you've been programmed to do. You've been predictively programmed to hate corporations. So this gets you to align with, and you go after the corporations, not realizing the whole time that you've been nudged into helping the people that want to kill you through your food, your data, and your vaccines. This right here, this article here, this is nudge. Well, actually, this is, yeah, this is nudge. Th this is all trying to get you to support them so that you won't attack them, to get you to help them do to you what they want to do to you. 
Now, these two are not in, well, no, they are. They're toward the end of your homework. I did add them. This is Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. There's a PDF that you can download. It's from the UN. Oh, boy. This reads almost exactly like the one that the uh, World Economic Forum puts out. This is a 41 page. This is the modern, uh, shorter version of Agenda 20, whatever they've, they've changed it to. And there's this picture I want to show you real quick. United Nations. 17 goals for a sustainable world, right? Well, I found somebody who put something else up for us. They did this. Y'all have seen this before, right? So up here, I want no poverty, but down here it means enact communism. Number two, we're going to have zero hunger. Down there, it says uh, chemically uh, manipulated and genetically manipulated foods. Number three, good health and well-being. Then it says, you know, world vaccination. In other words, the fancy fancy up here, the progressive way of doing it, and then what they're really trying to do. But I want to I go back to this real quick, and I want to show you something here. When you hover over it, they tell you what they're wanting to do with this. Say goal number one, end poverty in all its forms everywhere. That's impossible, folks. You can't do that. If I give everybody in the world $100, I take all your money away. Everybody in the world gets $100. <laughs> Dude, all it takes is one little bright girl that realizes, hey, all I got to do is say, hey, you give me 50 of your $100 and you can have whatever you want for 30 minutes. And guess what's going to happen? She's got 150 bucks and you got 50 and now we have poverty. You're the poor man. Or somebody's going to grab a gun. He's going to take your money. You got nothing. And he's got 200. Now you're poor. You can't have you can't get rid of poverty. It's an impossibility. Goal number two, end hunger, achieve food security and improve nutrition and promote blah, 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 blah. You can't end hunger as long as you got people like the folks running. The, the UN is capital city of juntas. All their people are starving because of people like the people running the UN. And they're going to get rid of world hunger when they're the primary cause of it. No, 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 no. Good health and all these global pie in the sky. Oh, this just makes us great people. All the great things we want to do. The point is that every one of these great things they want to do <laughs> requires them to be in charge. This is all about control, but it's a good way to get you to say, okay, yeah, let's do all that. Well, then we've got this, the five most creepy and dystopian agendas promoted by the world economic forum. And it goes over a few things here. They want to, you got to scroll down a bit. Um, You'll own nothing and be happy. Schwab actually did say that. What's he mean? Well, you're all going to live in 15-minute cities, and you're going to rent everything that you use. You'll own nothing, but you'll be happy. You'll have to rent your music. You'll have to rent your videos. You'll have to rent your house. You'll have to rent the car that you use. Nobody will own anything except the government because it's impossible for all these things to exist and nobody own it. Of course, I personally think he means that you'll be in the ground and you'll be happy because you'll be dead. The dead don't own anything either, but you know, that's just me. I'm a skeptic. He says, uh, the world economic forum, they're pushing for their great reset, which he says, Schwab says, you know, that's reimagining and, and making the world closer to our heart's content. Do I need to bring up the, the Fabian socialist window? It says recalibrate free speech. Yeah, they're going to control what you can and cannot say. Very, very, very insock. Very 1984 Orwellian. There's going to be microchips in your pills. Oh, do not dismiss this. 
We'll come back to this in a minute. Smartphones will be in your body by 2030. <laughs> so you think that's crazy, right? How many of y'all saw the uh, the last, uh, the, the newest remake of Blade Runner? Where the phone's in your hand? Well, they already do that. What? Yeah, you've already got phones that fit in your hand. They put the speaker in your mastoid in your ear. And in Japan, and you just stuck your finger in your ear for the speaker so that you could hear the vibration through the bone in your finger. And they stuck the phone in your skeletal system. They've had that for over 10 years. So the one that you see in the Blade Runner, that's just predictive technology again. It's probably already being worked on. Yes. But Joe, it's so cool if, if Blade Runner does it. Yeah, but let me ask you, why does everybody have to have a cell phone? Everything in our world is connected to these cell phones. They'll give you a $1,000 cell phone. It's so important that they'll give you a machine that they'll normally sell for $1,000, but they want, if it's the first time, we'll give it to you. Tracking. Tracking and control. Why are TVs, you know, television, TV? Yes, exactly. It's programming and control. It's all a venue of control. Wait, and you mean they're not just being generous? Heck no. Heck no. And then we have, there, there's more. Oh gosh, there's more. Let's go to this one. The WF's 10 scariest ideas from Nexus Nudes feed. And, and this will look like, oh, this is all just conspiracy theory. Dig into it for a while. Read it. Follow some of the links. You're going to find out it's not. They want to infiltrate governments. They've already done that. They want a sound wave mind control. What? Non-invasive neuromodulation. What? Mind control using, yeah, MK Ultra. Uh, folks, don't dismiss this. Don't. I'm not going to do a show on this one yet because I don't know enough of the science behind it, but I know this. There's something to this. So don't go, don't, don't dismiss that. They want pills with microchips in them. I believe that. And it's going to get worse with nanobot technology. Praise for lockdowns. They liked the lockdowns. Dystopian plans for the future. The Great Reset, Recalibration of Free Speech, Digital Passports in Your Clothing. Well, the United States government just laid the groundwork for a digital passport or digital ID. Smartphones in your body. You will own nothing. Be happy. And this is all theme of, the theme is ultimate control. They want to control you. I got it. I get it. Got all of that. And then if you go to your homework, you're going to find two other things. This video, which I'll stop because I'm not supposed to share that here. The United Nations has a master plan for humanity, Agenda 21, an ambitious century-long plot that unfolds the in 15-year segments. This is the current phases, agenda, blah, 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 blah. This is Epoch TV. Oh, boy. If you don't do anything with your homework, watch this. It's only six minutes long. Watch that. It's everything you've ever heard. And the Epoch TV... They don't say it if they can't back it up. So everything he goes over, he can prove. And then you'll find this one. This is the UN announces Klaus Schwab and the WEF and UN have signed an agreement to accelerate Agenda, agenda 2030. And this is recent. This just happened here in the last couple of weeks. So they're going to accelerate Agenda 2030. Go watch the Epoch News' video and find out what that means. 
and have fun with that. Um, <laughs> two other things I want to cover with you real quick. When I was doing this, I tried to get that report from the 20, the 1972 report. And right there, you'll see um, on the screen, the highlighted section, it says uh, Schwab, the WF issued 19, whatever. When I went to that, this is what it told me. Your access to this site has been limited by the site owner. Why? Th this is the original report. Well, like I told you, if you keep hunting around, you will find these things. Somebody else has posted it somewhere. And I did. I found a link to the report and I put it up there for you. But if I tried to go to the report itself, it's been blocked. The average person can't get there. You, you figure that out. What all of this is, is they create the problem. Then they offer you the solution. So they need a crisis. If a crisis doesn't come around naturally, they make one. This is all just, uh, you remember Glenn Beck telling you, Van Jones says, you know, top down, bottom up, inside out, will transform the government. Top down, I'm going to put pressure on you to create a problem. This is, I'm going to cause the Bubba effect. You know, the Bubba effect is where the average Joe just says, you know, I've had enough of the government not doing his job. I'm, I'm going to become a vigilante. Bubba, you know, Joe Sixpack, the redneck. So he becomes a vigilante. You know, nobody will put anybody in jail. Nobody's tried, prosecuted. Only the good guys are ending up in jail. Criminals and hoods are allowed to run the place. Bubba stands up. That's top down. I create the problem until bottom up. The people say enough. Then I turn it inside out because that gave me the crisis to say, look, sedition. And it doesn't matter that Donald Trump is on the social media telling everybody, hey, be peaceful, go home. And the, the government is inside the crowd saying, attack the Bastilia, storm the Capitol building. You know, here, beat them up, go get them. Let's overthrow the government. That's the government pushing and egging the people on. That, that, that's called entrapment. Trump's telling you, don't do that. Go home, be peaceful. The government's telling you to storm the building. So the police take the barricades away and everybody walks calmly into the building. The media films it says, look, Trump has got the crowd storming the building. It's sedition. That's how a false flag works. And the average lemming goes gobble, 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 because they won't pay any attention. Uh, the Arctic tortoise, Charles Bronson effect, not the Bubba effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, the military calls it the Bubba effect. But that's what this is. They're creating the problems. Cloward and Piven. Too much welfare, turn the system inside out, make it collapse. Okay. So they're sociologists, Cloward and Piven. They want to do it through welfare. Politicians want to do it through deception and lying to you. The media wants to do it through entertaining you into it. The military wants to do it by, by brute force. A business might want to do it to you by selling you their products or not. You know, if you want your Walmart, you got to go woke, you know, otherwise Walmart won't let you come in there or the banker will say, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm not going to let you use your credit cards anymore. This is what I'm telling you. It doesn't look like it's coordinated, but it is. Human beings can't coordinate it on this level. So what's coordinating it? If you get up to the geosynchronous orb level and you look at all of this, there is a decided velocity vector. Remember what I told you? It all pushes in one direction. That's a vector. Who's Who has orchestrated and designed and pushed that vector? Who's doing that? Or what is doing that? Then you get back to the World Economic Forum. This is part of what I've found online. This is a new world order that they want to design. Okay. When you look at that, you're like, eh, whatever. The European Union, right? Well, 
North American Union. Well, that's just NAFTA, including South America. You know, North American Free Trade Agreement. Well, when you include South America in it, you have the NAU. Then they're going to do the AFU, African Union, and the AU, Asian Union. This is supposed to be what they want to do. Most people will look at that. Conspiracy kook stuff. I look at that and I say, that looks an awful lot like this. This is from George Orwell's 1984. Oceania. Hold on. We'll come back to that again in a minute. That's all that pink color. Eurasia. That's the orangish color, which, you know, that's just including the EU with the AU from the picture we just looked at. And then there's the green area, Hong Kong. That's East Asia. These three uh, countries were always at war with each other in 1984. And two of them would always be aligned and your ally might change overnight and you're at war with the other country. I mean, it just flip-flopped back and forth. It's military-industrial complex, always at war. And they were always fighting over that yellowish area, the disputed territories. Now, what do I find interesting about this? Charlie, you got any idea what might be catching my attention in that pink area? Anybody on the board have any idea? That's Ephraim and Manessa. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. That's Ephraim and Manessa. Now, given that he's a Fabian socialist, doesn't believe in all that crap, how is it that Ephraim and Manessa still finds its way into his dystopian story? (laughs) It's almost like the truth will prevail some way, shape, or form for those who have eyes to see. <laughs> ah, so everywhere I look, I see it, and it fits very well, folks, which is why I have to maintain my biblical global worldview of things. And that's why I have to put it all into a Christian understanding. So when I look at the World Economic Forum and the EU and the 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 UN and all these things, all I see is a move more and more toward global control. You know, well, that's one world government. Joe, that's the beast. Well, yeah, but the Bible doesn't say that it's one world government. There are countries that stay, or at least princes, that's usually a prince or a king has a kingdom or a nation associated with them. And there are seven others that stand with Israel in the end times, in the final battles. England, Scotland, Ireland, Canada, the United States, New Zealand, and Australia. Seven English-speaking nations. Predominantly, or at least now nominally, English-speaking Christian nations. And what else do they have predominantly in common? Yeah, I'm looking at the religion. The enemies of that religion look at them and say, white people. Okay, whatever. And I'm not allowed to talk about this because I'm being a racist. You're a white supremacist. No, I'm a Christ supremacist because I know that there are lots of people in this religion who are not white. And I'm happy to have those brothers and sisters with me because they're my brothers and sisters through the Messiah. But our world will look at this and only see skin color because our world is shallow and only recognizes the material and doesn't recognize the spiritual. And if I talk about it, the average person who will not pay attention to what I'm actually saying will hear what they've been predictively programmed to hear and will immediately auto-protect their programming and attack me. Racist, racist, racist! To which I respond, get that. Go away. 
child. I got no no sent no no time for the drones. Go away. I'm talking to the grown-ups in the room. Now you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. But there's a pattern to what I believe and why I believe it. And it all fits very well. Right together. Just like yesterday. If you watched yesterday's show, everything I brought to you fit together very well. Everything I'm seeing, I don't know if I'm explaining it as well as I should or could, but everything I'm seeing in the world right now fits right into that same pattern. It's nihilism. As in the days of Noah. What's the Bible tell you is going on in the times of Noah? How many righteous men are there? One. Those righteous fit? No. The other seven people saved with Noah are saved on his account. They were not said to be righteous. Noah is the only righteous man left. What did the Bible tell us yesterday righteousness is? Obedient to God's laws and God's ways. Faith in God, trust in God. So the Messiah is going to come back in a time that's going to be as in the days of Noah. Meaning we're going about our daily lives doing whatever we want, but there's nobody having absolute trust and faith in God. Everybody's running around, I believe in God, so that can't be today. No, 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 no. When Messiah says, when Messiah returns, will he find faith on the earth at all? We've already covered this subject too, a couple of times. Sozo, a saving faith, the faith that actually leads to salvation. You can claim to be a Christian all you want. It's not what you say, it's what you do. You got to walk the walk, Jack. So what the Messiah was asking in that passage is when he comes back, how many will be walking the walk? Now, the way the question is framed, it's to let you know that there will be very few walking the walk, but not none. There will be a few left. The remnant will always be left. That's promised. But it'll be few. And that's what I'm seeing in this world now, is the days of Noah. You can claim to be a believer all you want. If you're not walking the walk, you are not a believer. He will tell you, I never knew you. So we're living in a time of just lawlessness. I, I saw an article that I'm going to bring to you Monday, and we'll look at it in depth, but basically there's some people got arrested for shoplifting. And no kidding. The defense is, you should let us go. We were stealing the things on sale. What? You just admitted you were stealing, but for some reason you think that's okay because the stuff you stole was on sale? They believe that. That is, that, folks, that is total depravity. They have disconnected from any idea of right and wrong. But they were on clearance, Joe. You cannot, when a, when a group of people get to that point, you cannot get them back to civil society. They have to be purged. It is not in our authority to purge them because you have to judge them to do that. If you think that you're going to fix this world short of a global revival or the return of the Messiah, you don't understand human history. and You don't understand human nature at all. If you do understand history and us human nature, 
look at the world right now and you know that the only hope we have at this point is a global revival, a real one that makes people change. Remember, we can't change ourselves, but he can change us or his return. Now, I, I know there's a lot of people don't want to hear this. But if you're faced with those two choices, you better go with revival. And you better get serious about your revival. Because the other choice, the one everybody's like, yeah, 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 let the Messiah come back. Okay, fine. What if you're one of those Christians that's in the be gone with you, I never knew you uh, category, and you don't know it? And you're begging for the Messiah to come back. You do realize you're one of the ones he's going to slay with the word of his mouth, right? He's going to come for you first. No, Joe, he's going after his enemies first. Judgment starts at the house of the Lord. So if you're claiming to belong to him, he's going to come to you first. Where did he go first in Jeremiah? He's, he's mirroring, the, mirroring the, the event in Chronicles when Jerusalem is sacked. Where did they go first? They started at the temple and then took the rest of the city. So, yeah, he's going to come for you first. You're praying for something that might gobble you up don't do that have a little fear of the lord righteous fear but if we're looking to how are we going to fix this you tell me every him every hammer knocker i've talked to lately everybody has their own plan nobody is in agreement nobody wants to agree with each other i'm saying his plan man not mine and nobody wants to listen to me. You know, first time on Steve's show years ago now. Steve Nichols was a radio show program. He's on the on the air now with Freedom Networks, doing much what we're doing. We we got the start because of Steve, and we're very grateful to him. We thank him for that. But when I was on his radio program, that the audience would call me. Well, okay, Joe, tell us what we do to fix all this. I told them, you get back to God. They didn't want to hear that. I'm kind of like Maverick, you know. I'm sorry, I ain't got another answer for you. It's the only one that works. Adams told me that that's the way to go. All the founding fathers tell me that's the way to go. If you read him, even Jefferson said that. You know, we covered that just a couple days ago when we were reading Jefferson's words. So if you don't want the solution from the men who have done it, and you don't want the solution from the Bible in, in the creator and his holy spirit that helped to write it then what you're really saying is you want the solution you want well congratulations you've declared yourself god and you're going to be greater than god you're going to rise to the above him and you're you're going to put yourself over everything good luck to you because that's exactly what second thessalonians 2 you know the man of lawlessness the person who says in their heart that they're God. No, Joe, it says in the temple. Exactly. Where's the temple now? The heart of the believer, which is much worse then, because then that means Second Thessalonians is talking about the people in Matthew 7, 20, 23. It's those who call themselves Christians, but still put themselves before their master. It's not even talking about non-believers. This is not fun, folks. This is this is serious stuff. This is eternal consequence type stuff. We are dealing with pure evil. 
and it runs the world now because we've let it. Esau shook off his yoke. Remember, Esau sold his birthright, his, his inheritance into the eternal kingdom, sold it for a bowl of soup. I want nothing spiritual, just give me the material. And now, because Jacob, the spiritual you know, father, the man who becomes Israel, because all of his descendants forgot how to bind things up and, and lose things because we forgot to pray, we forgot to walk the walk, we, we neglected it. We didn't forget. We just quit doing it. We did what Ephraim always does. Oh, look at the money we made and the might we have in the military. Look at all of the things we did for ourselves. Look at the name we made for ourselves. Well, Esau's shaken off his, his yoke. Now he's running the world. Scripture doesn't tell you how to put the yoke back on him. That's the father's job, father and the son. I covered these things now. If I didn't have the word to cling to, I wouldn't bring these stories to you because I know exactly what they mean and they scare the bejeebers out of me. We missed this one. Mr. Holt says, found an article that came out on the uh, 3rd of December about how something hinky is going on with the stock market. It's upward trajectory and the downturn in the real economy doesn't make sense. For whatever reason, the article won't let me read it when I click on it. That's interesting, Mr. Holt, because every time the stock market does things like that, it's right before a crash. This is an artificial gain into their pocket right before they fleece us again. Folks, there's nothing real in the stock market. That's just a way of taking your hard currency, putting it into a stock which has absolutely no value anymore. Then they artificially crash the stock market after they've taken your money. You lose money, become poorer, they got richer in the artificial fiat world. This is all just a game. It's all just a game. There's nothing real behind any of this. This is all the matrix. If you want a real stock market, you have to buy it with gold and silver. And then it has to be backed with a stock that is actual a percentage of that company ownership, which means at the end of the year, they don't go, well, your stock went up 20 cents. They go, hey, look, we made a $500 million profit. We divide it by the 500 people who own us. Everybody gets a million dollars. Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. The corporate elite would lose their, their wealth pile that they keep in the company. You know, the CEO who doesn't really own the company. He's just running it for the stockholder who supposedly owns Everything we do is fictional. Everything. It's all smoke and mirrors. We have created an artificial world. That's the matrix. That's the true matrix. And you have faith in it. Why? It's not real. And the WEF wants to remake their artificial world. Why? Because the one they've created is failing. Why is it failing, Joe? Because it's artificial. Everything artificial must fail. What did we talk about yesterday? The material world, the natural law, will reassert itself. I've told you this before. It will reassert itself. The gods of the copybook headings will return. Need to read that poem again. Why? We are a stiff-necked, stubborn creature, human beings. We pride ourselves on our intelligence, but we absolutely, positively will not learn. How intelligent is that creature? 
We have got to cling to that tree of knowledge and wisdom of good and evil. Heck the hell and back that we're going to take the tree of free gift of life because that means I got to surrender to some spaghetti monster in the sky's will. No, I'm my own boss. I'm going to be in charge of me. Good. You clung to the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which means as soon as you break one of those laws, the penalty is death, physical and spiritual. Goodbye, Gumby. You're dead forever. Where did your pride get you? Well, at least a passing nod to Lucifer, whose who's rebellion won him his own you know, kingdom. A kingdom that's going to be taken away from him, and he's going to die like a man in the lake of fire. What good did that do him? And it doesn't even tell you that you need to surrender your will to God. It says you need to align your will with his so that it is still your will. You just change yourself to want what he wants you to want. That's still surrender, Joe. No, it isn't. It's a free will choice that I am going to agree with him because when I do, it's exactly what it promises. It's better. It's a better way of living. It seems to have been tailor-made to me in the way I'm supposed to live. I'm not saying it's pain-free. I'm not saying it's a life of comfort. That's a that's a poor envisionment of heaven. I'm just saying that it works out. He guards me and my family. And yet nobody wants to live that. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, World Economic Forum, UN, Global New World Order, you know, build back better, whatever. It's all just a bunch of little men under the control of unclean spirits running around wanting to, men and women, men with a capital M here, human beings, running around trying to remake the world into their own own creations. And they know that before they can do that, they got to create chaos. They have to destroy the order that was, cause chaos, and then bring order out of the chaos. Problem with that is they can destroy, but they're not gods, so they can't bring order out of it, which means all they do is destroy. And they don't realize it because, you know, can't see past their own reflection. Tell me I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. Convince me to come back down off the ledge here because I think we are, we're past the point of no return. My eyes are fixed on the eastern sky. I expect it to split open with the sound of a trumpet at any moment. There are a few things left that have to happen. I know that, but they could happen quick. And they'll be unexpected by most of the world. Before we sign off, just a quick comment. Charlie, I found a meme that we're going to have to share next week. Oh, no. It's by Charles Spurgeon, and it says, you Christians who keep celebrating Christianity are following after pagan practices. Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon. Wow. For those who say that Christmas is totally Christian, that's a hell of a man to have against you. If you don't know who Charles Spurgeon is, he's just the most prolific Christian writer in history, and he's usually pretty darn good, too. Um, tomorrow we're going to pick up on what we've been doing last Friday and the Friday before only tomorrow. We're going to address some specific accusations against the Hebrew roots movement within Christianity by the quote unquote mainstream Christian church. 
and we're going to refute some of it using nothing but scripture. And in some cases, we're going to agree with them. Um, this is just an application of logic. This debate between the visible church, you know, traditional church and the Hebrew roots movement is the, that that's the topic I'm using to illustrate this. But this is practical application of how we use logic to weed our way through a real world problem. And I'm using this one because it's a, it's a threefer. I'm nudging myself for those who want to listen. It helps for those who want to learn, see how logic goes. That helps for those that are interested in the book that Charlie and I are writing. We're doing this to help ourselves as well. Helps organize my thoughts, gets feedback from you in the process. Next Monday, Manic Monday. Tuesday, we're going to have a teaching Tuesday. Wednesday, scripture again. Next Thursday, we're going to talk about Christmas. Next Friday, we'll wrap up my little Hebrew Roots segment. It'll only be four shows by that time. Then we'll be off for a week and a day. We're going to take off that whole week of Christmas. And we're going to take off until the second of um, January. This time, though, I'm pretty sure Charlie and I are going to upload and schedule shows for you for that week while we're gone. I don't know, but I'm thinking we're going to replay the six shows in our you know, Christianity 101 series. I mean, it's a holy week. And don't get me wrong, just because I've got issues with Christmas doesn't mean I don't recognize a time where we set aside to remember and honor the, the birth of the Messiah. I, I, I've got the idea. I got a problem with some of the ways we do it. That's all. No big deal. So we'll probably play that. But there's there's your outline for the rest of the year. Um, that's where we're going to be going with this. So we love each and every one of you. We thank you for being here with us. We're going to cut out just a few minutes early. Um, I do have donuts over there calling my name. They didn't work very well today. I, I was donated at the top of the hour, and for some reason it didn't work. So I might have to try another one. You know, if two didn't work, three might. If not, it might just put me into a sugar coma, in which case I don't care. I'll be passed out on the floor and I'll be happy. Um, the AI might go into a conniption fit, but she won't be able to see me because the camera doesn't show it. So she'll be all right. Unless Charlie tells her. <laughs> if you like the show, folks, at least give us a thumbs up. It lets Charlie and Natasha and I know we're doing a good job. If you want to share the show with your friends or relatives, please give them a warning about me. I know. I know. I'm not Sheldon Cooper. I'm Gregory House, and I know it. It's not that I don't know I shouldn't do these things. It's that I just don't care. <laughs> and half the time, it's fun for me. I love messing with people. I do. But I'm told I have a good heart by those who know me. I think they're all on crack and weed, but, you know, <laughs> nothing to see here. Just doing the worm. <laughs> yeah, that's the other bottle that I haven't opened, Tortoise. <laughs> Tortoise bought me a brand new bottle of Jose. Bibi, my wife, will not let me drink Jose. Won't let me drink tequila, period. Because the Marine in me comes roaring out in all his glory. <laughs> we almost had whiskey donuts today, Marianne. We almost had whiskey for Charlie, and he was going to be drinking the whiskey and eating his donuts. And that might have been a lot of fun, too. But Charlie's loopy enough with his cold. I'm not sure we would have wanted to do that. No telling how long we would have had to stick around after the show looking at each other until he sobered up. So, and some of the meds he's on, if he's on antihistamines, like I suspect, that would have made it an even longer time to sober up. Because <laughs> antihistamines and alcohol do not mix. Drunken donuts. <laughs> Drunken donuts. Oh, there we go. Oh, crap. Drunken donuts. <laughs>
All right, folks. Also, if you can't afford it, we would appreciate it if you consider going to the donut page and signing up to give us just a cup of coffee a month, $5 reoccurring donation. We still need to find a few of you to help us with that. Um, but at the moment, we're making just enough by the skin of our teeth to pay them the main bills here. So we seem to be where we will survive. I and mean, that's all the scripture promises, what you need, not what you want. So until tomorrow, y'all stay safe, take care of yourselves. We love you and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.